This is the Stories from 1916 podcast. Using first-hand accounts and archive material, we tell the less well-known stories of ordinary men and women who did extraordinary things during Ireland's revolutionary period. This week, we have another original recording from the Bureau of Military History. With four other women prisoners, mostly common and men, I lay on the floor in a room in Ship Street Barracks on the night of May 2nd, 1916. I was wondering where my husband and brother were, where they did or alive, when the door was flung open and a soldier entered and inquired for me. He handed me a paper which said, Your husband is a prisoner in our hands. He wishes to see you. Kathleen Clark was the wife of Tom Clark, the first signatory of the Proclamation of the Irish Republic. He was also the treasurer and a member of the Supreme Council of the Irish Republican Brotherhood. She was arrested in the aftermath of the Easter Rising, although she had no actual role in it. Her role in the Republican movement was to reorganise the IRB and volunteers in the event that all the leaders were killed or executed in the Rising. However, her senior position in Cumann and her marriage to a high-profile Fenian meant she was under suspicion and was rounded up in the aftermath. All this led her to be called to Kilmainham Jail one night by her husband. Arriving there, the scene was one of desolation. A derelict prison with only candles for light. I was conducted to a cell where Thomas. He was lying on the floor, but jumped up when I went in. He was shivering with the cold as he had lost his overcoat and the night was bitterly cold. I got wild at the treatment meted out at him and asked, Why did you surrender? Didn't you say there would be no surrender? Yes, Carrie, he said, and I meant it, but was defeated on the vote. Perhaps it is better so. Anyhow, I am getting a soldier's death. I am to be shattered down. He was in a wonderfully exalted state of mind, full of enthusiasm for what they had accomplished, despite the tragedy of the secret countermand orders, the work for which he had returned from the United States in 1907 was accomplished. In going out today, he said, we go in the fitting belief that we have struck the first successful blow for freedom, and Ireland will never lie down again until she has attained full freedom. It will not be at once, and I believe between this and freedom, Ireland will go through hell. But freedom is assured. In this belief, we die happy. Tom Clark was the oldest rebel to be executed after the uprising. His role as the first signatory of the proclamation indicates an intention to make him president of the newly declared republic, although in the rebellion, Pierce was commander-in-chief. Clark, however, wasn't the only loved one Kathleen lost in the executions that followed the rising. He named those who would also be shot. Amongst them, my brother Ned. Oh no, I said, surely not Ned. He is so young. Yes, he said, he is. But he made history during the week in his command which the British would not forgive. Next night I was taken to Kilmainham Jail to say goodbye to my brother. I found him in the same exalted frame of mind, proud of and glorying in what they had done. He was 25 years old, but looked about 18. Kathleen Clark's brother was Ned Daly, the youngest person to be executed for his part in the insurrection. He commanded the 1st Battalion of the Irish Volunteers in the forecourts, where the most intense fighting of the week was. Kathleen and Ned's uncle, John Daly, was a well-known Fenian who spent time in prison with Tom Clark. It was through him that Kathleen met Tom. 
Kathleen pays tribute to him in a recording and to another of Tom Clark's close friends. My husband's two most intimate friends were John Daly, his fellow prisoner in Chatham and Portland prisons, and Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott was a lovable, sunshiny character, which made friends for him wherever he went, and justice has never been done to him for the tremendous work he did in those years before the rising in organising Farish. Tom, being a ticket of leaf man, could not work openly, so that part of the work fell almost entirely on Sean McDermott's shoulders. Those two men worked together in the harmony of men who love, admire and trust each other. Although Kathleen finishes her story here, it was in fact just beginning for her. Using gold that Tom had given her, she set up the National Aid and Volunteers Dependence Fund, an organisation that provided funds for the families of those killed or imprisoned during the Rising. She also helped Michael Collins reorganise the IRB network in preparation for the War of Independence. Kathleen Clark went on to become a TD for Sinn Féin in the Second Doll. She opposed the treaty in the Civil War and became a founding member of Fianna Fáil. She went on to become the first female Lord Mayor of Dublin and the first thing she did was remove all the portraits of British monarchs from the mansion house. She was a tireless campaigner for women's rights all her life and she opposed Eamon de Valera's constitution in 1937 as she argued that it would place women in a lower position than they had been afforded in the proclamation. The tragic loss of her husband and brother in the Easter Rising cemented her place in the Irish psyche, allowing her to carry on their work through political means. When she died in 1972, at the age of 94, she was afforded the rare honour of a state funeral, reflective of the tireless work she carried out in her 56 years of widowhood. For more on Kathleen Clark and other revolutionary women, go to www.storiesfrom1916.com. Thanks for listening.